episode five. Wait, how do you come to five in another language like Spanish or something? Um, Why would you I, want to say Spanish? No, we in South Africa, you these other languages that you must say before you go with Spanish, please. Sorry, yes, to we, also, we also have American audiences, and you know, America thinks they're the center of the world. So I was going to do something to humor them, but <laughs> okay, episode number five. Here we are, which just still feels like how do we make it to episode number five? But it's good to be here. It's nice to chat to you again because you've been busy doing all the things. Yeah, it, it's work. It's I was I, like I was saying last week. We as freelancers, everybody was planning to like do these the, our own things, and then work came in. So now we must do our own things and work. And now we are all overwhelmed by everything again, like we were last year. <laughs> and it's weird you say that because I actually got a call from a magazine earlier today who wanted to do a quick chat with me about what I think about apps and how apps have impacted life and the future of technology and I was like I know this is just part of a bigger piece but don't ask me this question because I will take over your whole entire article and this is exactly what we spoke about about you know people are overwhelmed again because as much as technology is done good for us it's a lot it is it is and it's also another thing I think that's the theme of this episode is taking over that's uh, uh, if I just look at the topics already before we get into them. <laughs> taking over is the main thing we got going here. Let's get into it. You are not wrong. Actually, let let us get into it. So the very first thing, because when I saw it, I I did that. You know in the movies where people do the double take and you're like, wait, what? Yeah, that was me. Um, I'm not surprised that this has happened because everybody is now copying this. Um, we're for once in our lives we are not talking about clubhouse can you believe it we're actually talking about tiktok and how everyone is copying tiktok youtube shorts is the next one that's copying tiktok and i just sat there and i was like just shook my head all of y'all like nobody is original anymore we i the thing is i like i've read up on it and then i was just like no like we have the space for tiktok we have youtube both numbers are doing fine. They must just leave us at that. Because I feel like YouTube also added some stats of the amount they paid for YouTube back then. They made in ads in the last year alone. Just in the last year, they made the made back the money. So the other years that they were making money doesn't even count. They've made it back. This thing that YouTube is trying to make shorts or basically a, a YouTube TikTok no i don't go i go to youtube for long for long longer videos videos must be five minutes plus anything shorter i'm sure i'll find it on on facebook or in of the other platforms but youtube doing shorts i i don't know like i I just feel like tiktok they did it so well leave it to them which is pretty much exactly how i feel because everyone is doing it and i'm just like I, I get that you want to, you know, get more engagement. You want to get eyes on a page and a website. Why don't, why don't you just do what you do, do it well, and keep doing that? Mm. They they've got our ad. They got ad money already. Like I, I, again, guys, we don't need to take over all spaces. Just do your thing, stay in your lane, and let's. Yeah, it. It, we discuss this nearly every week of a big company trying to do other things, and I feel like this one is is bigger than we think because youtube tried to do stories as well i know they are doing it but i say try because it's not a thing for me i've never gone on youtube and go oh let me check the stories out they must stop that nonsense they must just give me 
long videos and that's all and i know why i go to youtube and i know why i go to tiktok leave that i mean i don't actually know what else i'm gonna add to that that's gonna be useful um but i also don't like i also don't like these weird story things that everyone is doing but i ranted about i sound like an old person stay off my lawn kind of vibes <laughs> um but i don't know because I'm, I'm reading through all of this about you know what um what youtube is doing and apparently they've got agreements with what is it over 250 publishers and labels for use in the shorts product um what else every single time i try to read this article then i get an ad I swear this is not That is a... Wait, here's the best part. It's an ad for Jaguar. Clearly, targeted advertising does not work because do I look like I can afford a Jaguar? <laughs> what have I been searching that these ads think that I can afford a Jag? Like, I have so many questions right now. Um, but anyway. So, yeah. 250 um, labels and, and publishers. They... Essentially, just want to do short form video content that's 60 seconds or less. So, exactly the thing that, you know, TikTok has done and optionally set to music. And because YouTube already has deals with, you know, like Sony Music, Warner Music, UMG, which is Universal Music, you know, Warner Chappelle, you name it. You know, they've got a massive leg up because remember, TikTok had a massive issue last year, I think it was, when it came to the music that was being used, so they eventually had to come to an agreement with some of the labels, not all of the labels. So this at least is giving YouTube a little bit of a leg up, but seriously, I do not go to YouTube, and I will not go to YouTube for a 60-second video. That is not YouTube. It's, look, the, I'm not going to lie, the music is a, a big bonus, because on, on TikTok again, they have... They have the karaoke versions of some songs. <laughs> and I don't know if you know the karaoke version is like, it's the off version. It's the version that didn't make the cut. It's someone else singing Beyonce's things and you're just like, Mm-mm, guys, come on now. Um, but it's going to be an interesting thing because essentially the YouTube um, content creators will have to then buy into YouTube shorts. What I want to know is, is YouTube going to brand the things like TikTok do? Because that's, I think th that is TikTok's um, winning uh, factor. Basically, you can make the content, they brand it, and you can download it from, you don't need a third-party app or third-party website to download it um, and because it can get shared. And, and the, the content creator's tag is on the video, um, it, which is something like you can't do on Instagram. You can't just download the things on all the other places you must get something else to download so i think if youtube is willing to go the extra mile of having a download function that's how they're going to cut the market or cut into the market at least you know what i'm just thinking imagine in a 60 second video unskippable ads yeah yeah you know yeah yeah screw that guys no i'm i'm not gonna say a 30 second video for a 60 second video Get off my lawn right now. Like, no. Mm -mm. If YouTube get me with ads during shorts, get the hell out of here. No, uh, uh, I'm so much upset now. You've actually just made me upset even more. Because uh, a, a YouTube ad, you know that thing with a YouTube ad, if you don't skip the first one, you're getting two more. And then you're just like, ah, guys, I want... <laughs> like, if, if you miss that five-second um, uh, uh, skip ad button, 
you are screwed for another two more ads. I, no, sorry. <laughs> okay, firstly, I was laughing so hard. I think I nearly passed out from laughing because I could not even see your face. I can see your face. And I was just like, wow, okay. Did not expect you to get that upset. But also, the other thing I'm, I'm wondering, would they do this is, hey, YouTube Shorts exclusive to YouTube Premium subscribers. Because you know they love pushing everyone to get premium. Yeah. Look, it's fine. Then they must keep their shorts. It's fine. If you want to keep your premium for your, your shorts for your premium, by all means, have it. Because then I won't go there at all. Also, YouTube can say what they want. I'll skip it. I, I will skip that. I skip that trial version all the time. I'm not uh, going to YouTube Premium. I don't see. I don't. I, yeah. It's not a thing for me to be. Like, I love YouTube. But I'm not going to subscribe for YouTube. You know what I mean? I mean, I say this as someone who actually does have YouTube Premium, so... Yeah. Is it worth it? Sorry. No. Is it not worth it? Do you, do you think it's like... It, do you see the benefit of having Premium YouTube? My answer remains the same. No. Because... <laughs> listen, this is what they did. I get that advertising is their business revenue model and that's how creators make money. That's a whole other discussion where how long that is, but okay. But then what they did was they started putting in more ads and content creators didn't have a choice or a say or any involvement in those ads. And YouTube was just like, yeah, we're going to do a thing. So then when people started complaining, oh, you don't like the ads? Okay, pay us. So they created the problem and then they gave you a solution to the problem and they made you pay for the problem that they created. And I do not appreciate it. Also, you can get ad blockers on your, your Android phone, you can get uh, YouTube Advanced, which is YouTube, without the ads. And I don't like YouTube music. I I know lots of people who do, which I argue with them about all the time. Because um, they're like, oh, but it's better than Spotify. It's like, shut your dirty mouth. Because it is not. I get that a lot of people do not like Spotify's UI. I will give you that. But its algorithm is fantastic. Nothing is better. But then people are like, oh, but this music on, on YouTube music, you can't get on Spotify. Fair. But you all do know that when a new album or song or anything drops, I get it on Spotify, like, in seconds. And then Apple Music gets it a few minutes later. And then YouTube Music takes hours. And like even with the podcast distribution, when the podcast goes through to Google Podcasts, do you know that it rocks up there days later compared to everyone else? Yeah. And it's all automated. It's just because it's Google being Google. I do not see the sheer benefit for someone who watches youtube a lot okay fine i get it but all you're doing is taking away ads and giving me the option to download a video in 1080 which you let me do before until you decided screw this we're gonna make you pay for it like no yeah so i yeah i don't i don't see the benefit of youtube premium yet maybe in the future i'll see it but i also don't see the benefit of shorts and i just feel like I'll take all the ads you're going to give me, but don't put them between short videos. Um, and then, yeah, or at least make it scrollable. I don't know what they're going to do, but the shorts is not going to be a vibe. The only thing that's going to kill them is if the if the editing app is as good as TikTok or even better, because TikTok is pretty decent. They, like the user interface and the, the things you can do with the edit is really good. So YouTube is going to have to come out guns blazing and spend a lot of money and a lot of time to get that perfect before uh, people move over yeah. Yeah, for shorts. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that, that makes um, TikTok so great, as you said, is like editing. I think it's going to make a lot of people want to get into like full-on video editing because of how easy TikTok is. 
But one of the things I don't love about TikTok is when you choose the music, you can't choose what portion of the song. You just get what they have. You can do that on YouTube Shorts. You can choose the part of the song you want to use your video. But it doesn't have that um, intelligent, you know, sound syncing thing that that TikTok does that makes it, you know, things line up so well. Mm. And also, it doesn't have all the special effects. It doesn't have the AR features. It doesn't have green screen. It's just. It's like we saw a thing. Yeah. It's like, it's wait. This is gonna be so bad. It's like it's like Beacon when they make a chocolate that they saw Cadbury do. Like we saw the thing. We know you like it. It's not gonna be as good, but we're gonna do it anyway. Yeah, yeah. Like if you can't top it, don't do it. <laughs> uh, don't quote me on that because I feel like it will be misconstrued. But I do feel like. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. Give me a second. I need to go to get quickly. I have something to tweet. But I do feel like it's it's one of those things where TikTok has done it so seamlessly. The green screen, which they've done so nicely, also TikTok doesn't really care about the quality of like the green screen stuff. So I feel like people still buy into it, whether it's like the edges on smooth and stuff like that. But I feel like YouTube will care about those things. So YouTube should only like really drop the YouTube should drop the shorts when they've got it uh, when they're big enough. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, we'll see when it gets to the country because I haven't seen it on my YouTube app. I know it's in India, and wait, let me just check the stats. YouTube Shorts, since it's launched in India, uh, the YouTube Shorts player has passed 6.5 billion daily views. Uh, yeah, look, look. So here's the thing, right? Firstly, what's the population of India? That's the first thing you must take into account when you put these numbers down. Then the other thing you go is. The video is less than a minute. I like I I in the week past I had one video pop on TikTok, right? It's a nine second video. It's on like two and uh, it's on two fifty thousand views. So two fifty thousand at the ten second video, you go. It's actually not that much. You know what I mean? Like people that's watching a short video will watch it twice because it's yeah. So you go, yeah. It's it's all those billions of views, but at the same time broken down. It's not that much content, because you you know what I mean. Like the the, the stats sound big, but is it really? Sorry, I'm sorry to burst the bubble. <laughs> okay, listen, that's fair, but I mean, it's still better than if they'd said you know it was six point five million views. It shows that people are paying attention. How how long they're going to be paying attention? Whether this is going to continue and be sustainable, we love to see. But through mm. that. Okay, before we just spend this whole episode complaining about YouTube, which I, I don't mind doing, um, <laughs> let's move to something that's it's not even impressive. It's just what in the hell? Like that—that's all I can say. This Facebook thing, and this is not what the hell because I hate Facebook. This is just what did you do, Facebook? Because um, when the news broke, I sat there for a while, and actually, I was sitting on a clubhouse conversation, which Mark Zuckerberg was on, and this happened. The same day, it happened the night. So they dropped the announcement during the day. He was on the night, and I just sat there. And then someone asked him, and he just like he couldn't speak about it. But they have dropped something which is so futuristic. My brain just cannot. We can't comprehend it. We can't. We as as people, we can't comprehend what Facebook is creating. Firstly, it's wild that this is a social media company that that is initiating these things because that that that's a bit scary for me right 
but they also do have all the resources of the whole world and everybody on it so it makes sense that they have the the data to mine to mine these things but the the imagination behind these things that they're making the the wristbands is insane like i was just thinking like the, the, they have to get people from so many fields to come together and make even though it's, it's in the very early stages of the thing it's still it's still just mind-blowing like it's stuff you see on movies yeah it's 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 movie stuff that's essentially what it is <laughs> Which is true, but I love the fact that we haven't actually said what it is because we're so mind blown by this. So it's it's a neural wristband or neural wristbands that you use with AR notice, not VR AR glasses. <laughs> and these are literally wristbands that you wear that essentially help you do things in augmented reality. Which it sounds weird when you speak about you've actually got to see it before it, it makes sense um uh, there is obviously a video it's up on facebook big surprise um which showcases it but i i, I don't even know how to talk about this so it's, so it's basic it's so, so in my mind when i try to put it in its basic form right it's a watch you wear on each wrist and then your body before so your, your yeah your motor it, it the watches read the signals that go to your muscles and basically put that out as movement on a screen not on a screen a movement into the world like as in um minority report shit it's basically yes. minority report but you are wearing the stuff and it's not projected and it's yeah it's just mind-blowing because you go what is the next step but also what are the holes that can like what can come from these things that's the other problem that i always worry with like yo because people that make making technology is great but the people that hack them are even greater in my sense <laughs> actually that's very true and i think that's a very interesting uh interesting discussion but i'm actually just gonna read from this article because i don't know how else to talk about this so these wristbands like you said that convert the essentially the, the signals that your brain sends to your muscles to make you do things so it uses electromyography emg to translate subtle neural signals into actions so things like typing swiping or playing games like an archery simulator and that's actually one of the images that they showcase and someone standing there with an augmented reality bow so it's not even a real thing but you can you know pull the string back you can um what do they say notch it with the arrow or whatever you know all of that and it kind of picks up like actual movement and you still get haptic feedback and everything so now it's not just you seeing these things because i think we've seen augmented reality for like filters we've seen it um you know snapchat does them really well we've seen it with things like when apple does the events then a lot of the the invites you know you hold your iphone camera thing to it it converts to like a filter samsung does it really well as well but it's just a cool thing you do. Oh, Google does it actually. They do it really well. Um, if you search for like, certain animals, you go to Google on your phone, Android phone, you search for certain animals, like say lion or whatever. And if your phone has got um, AR kit, Google's AR technology built into it, it'll sort of project on the display an image of uh, augmented reality, like lion or something. I use it with my nephew to like show him what some of the animals look like. You obviously can't see it in real life, but I mean, it's still a cool thing. Yeah. This is taking it out of the phone and being like, now you can actually engage with it, like in the air, even though there's not actually something there, but it's going to feel 
like something is there and you don't have to speak to like Google Assistant to get it to do something these these things on your wrists are going to pick up essentially the intention that your brain is sending to your, your muscles to do the things and then it's going to feel like you're doing the things and they, they're very quick to say it's not like mind reading it's like well then what would you call it it's it's exactly mind reading that's it's there's no other there's no other way to say it's mind reading because it's not your body is not doing the motion yet you because you can move basically move your hands and it can give you the movement of an arm it can pick up the movement as a, your full arm so that's that's mind reading if you put it for me again uh why i say this is also taking over uh, the episode of taking over because this is facebook taking over a world that is not facebook like they are doing things that should be done by your your sony's or your um yeah like someone that actually makes product but the fact that a a company that is a i don't know how to a, yeah a social media company that's just basically an app they now doing something that is is physical and i feel like that transition that they doing is it's scary it's actually yeah for me it, it, they're taking over something and it's very scary i mean I've always been afraid of Zuckerberg because I mean you've seen pictures and video of the man. I, I'm still not convinced that he's human, but okay. Um, actually, well, it makes sense. He's probably an artificial intelligence sent by some other dimension, which is why he never has facial expressions and why he's doing all of the. Actually, this is making a lot of sense. Wait, this is not a conspiracy <laughs> podcast. No, we're not do that. Um, but okay, getting back to this this neural wristband thing. The, the future applications is, is phenomenal because remember last week um episode four i mentioned that there was a company it's acer who did a what do they call it um wearable display headset thing it's essentially mm-hmm. like, but it, it's more like vr and it can create like a virtual office environment now imagine you wearing these neural wristbands it picks up oh you know you want to type on a keyboard so you get this virtual keyboard you're typing it actually does the things but because it's a neural wristband it can actually learn how you type because you're typing speeds and all of this stuff so it can adjust for that do you know how far you can take this this really does then become minority report you don't need those glass displays now you can actually just do things in the air it's yeah like when when they do the examples of what it can be useful and and where it can go it just it blows our mind because against the imagination it's the because i go yo engineers are great right you get people that create uh, apps are great uh, it, but it's the people with the imagination that bring it to those places they are the ones that elevate uh, technology to the next level so when when they brought all these great minds together they these are not just great minds these are like geniuses that to come for this it's people that were all outcast in their own space because their minds were too wide and now they came here to go yo let's make something fucking weird and it looks <laughs> amazing <laughs> well let me let me blow your mind a little bit more um remember every time we argue about augmented and, and vr and stuff and i'm like no but um i know a company that years ago was working on holographic technology not a company that anyone would respect i will not say who i cannot say who um but interactive holographic technology because in their mind there's certain things that you you want to see or experience you know in your life and you can't this is before the pandemic and they believe that you know interactive holographics could help with that now imagine interactive holographics 
and the neural respect. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. And then and ah. then people are paying for things using Bitcoin and selling art with NFTs. Like this is the future that this is the future. This is the future. <laughs> it's it's the what yeah. Yeah, I, 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 like my my because when I watched that video of Facebook, I just I couldn't compute everything that was happening. Even though they made also the video is really great because they I, it feel it felt like they um, showed the basics of how it worked, but at the same time I just couldn't fathom that it's not that far, five ten years that stuff will be in our homes easily. No, definitely. Um... To end off with this, before we move into the next thing, I'm just going to read exactly what Facebook said about this, uh, describing how it works. So they say, you have many thoughts and you choose to act on only some of them. When that happens, your brain sends signals to your hands and fingers, telling them to move in specific ways in order to perform actions like typing and swiping. This is about decoding those signals at first, um, the actions you've already decided to perform and translating them into digital commands for your device. They make it sound so easy, and I'm like, mm, it's way cooler and way scarier and creepier than that. But, but also, the great thing is, is what it will do for what it could do for people with disabilities, because that's another thing. Because if you go, if it's uh, neural, it doesn't necessarily need to go to the actual limb. It can still be read via um, via brain passage. Um, so you go like it can give so much more people so much more movement. Uh, yeah, if they if they use this thing pro- properly, and I, I, th- I, th- I think Facebook will do that though. I think Facebook will, even though they've they seem evil, I do think they'll push it into the right spaces to do good as well. I hope so. I say that very nervously because again, I don't have the biggest faith in Facebook or Zuckerberg, but. I hope so because it gives them I think they might do it because it gives them a space into health tech in a way that no one else is in and everybody wants to be in health tech but mm. that's, that's a whole other thing um, okay before we get stuck here moving on to a company who's actually also done interesting things with augmented reality um, with the HoloLens and did something that also kind of gives sort of interaction but nowhere near as cool as what Facebook has done Microsoft Microsoft wants to buy or another takeover. Like, they, this is true because first they wanted to take over TikTok at one stage. That didn't happen. Now they want to take over Discord. <sighs> yes, the, the people thing. just not. Yeah, like you know what I don't what I don't understand is Microsoft owns xbox right so you go clearly people are using discord via with the xbox why not just make your own one why not just like copy paste the app and then include it in the xbox and in all the other platforms i don't understand why they want to buy the thing i just because you've got enough money get into the mix um yeah it's it's such a a big deal it's great for, for the people that um made discord but i I don't know if they should sell. I feel like they should keep it as 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 a free open app. Is it yeah open? Is that what they refer to? A free app. Um, damn it! I open source. I think is what you're going for. Yeah, I I, for, I forgot. Uh, but yeah, so Discord at the moment they're not ready to sell. 
but I do think they um, they've got a great thing and they should keep it because once Microsoft steps in, I, I don't know. I, again, these te- these big tech companies, I don't trust them when they do when they do the things. They should just pull what what they did with Spaces and make their own. Okay, can we, can we not actually? Well, yeah, Twitter Spaces is a whole another discussion, which I was hoping we could avoid today, but okay. Um, although it is interesting, I'm using an iPhone at the moment, and I can actually create spaces on Twitter Spaces now, which is lovely. Mm, must be nice. And it is, because it's actually going to be leading to what I hope is going to be a great conversation with a tech company um, on Twitter Spaces soon, but I'm waiting for final confirmation. The initial uh, sort of conversation with PR said yes. So they're keen, so we'll see. But anyway, um, I don't think that Microsoft should go ahead and build their own because I don't think they're going to get the traction that they wanted. Because remember, they tried to do their own gaming thing. That didn't work out. I mean, they first went and got Ninja to come over, paid him a ton of money. It was a whole big thing. And then like two months later, they're like, okay, we're shutting this down. Thank you so much for joining Mixer. It was amazing. Bye. So from that perspective, I'm like, mm, maybe not. Because also, yes, they do have Xbox and, you know, Xbox is doing really great things. But I mean, how do you get to 140 million, million monthly users and $130 million in revenue for a free platform? Yeah. That's what Discord is doing. The, the other thing with Discord is that it goes across the board, right, in terms of, um, in terms of, like, because I know of, uh, like, friends who play, like, um, um, uh, Fortnite. So, they basically, you can play cross-platform and um, and also be in the same space. So, that's where, that's where Discord comes in. And I, I think, because I'm just, uh, like, relating Discord now to, to that space for my friends that play Fortnite, all can play and all chat on the same place. But if Microsoft takes it, there's none of that. It will just be Xbox and Microsoft people. They won't offer that um, the that ability to the PlayStation and people that play on their phones. So I feel like Discord, to be safe, they must just stick to the guns. I know it's big money that they're getting offered, but I feel like when tech companies are into you, you will make that money back within a year if you just, like keep doing the thing that you've done which is fair but i mean discord is apparently valued at about seven billion dollars and microsoft is willing to spend 10 which is a lot of money also i believe epic games is reportedly looking or at least chatting to them and amazon and amazon makes sense because amazon owns twitch yeah yeah it's again it's a, it's look i know nothing about business and i know nothing about these things but 10 billion 10 billion 10 billion is <laughs> it's ridiculous so yeah I, if it was me right now i'd say take it just take the whole damn discord give me my 10 billion and i'm just going to go into the dark and live in a cave but um but i also think they'll make that 10 billion within the next like three or four years yeah i'm trying to understand what the whole sort of end goal would be for microsoft because i think it makes sense because of the whole mixer thing that they just completely lost because the problem with mixer is that it didn't have the community that twitch had discord is a community and i think microsoft has struggled in the past to build up 
this sort of community vibe you get on Twitch. And the thing that, you know, I think is probably more prevalent on something like PlayStation than it is on Xbox. So from that perspective, I think it makes a lot of sense to buy Discord. I think it's also a big win for them if they can get that over, say, a company like Google or Amazon to get that because gaming is becoming more prevalent and it's not just you know xbox gaming people are just getting into gaming in general on all different platforms steam uh, obviously playstation um you know casual gaming and people also using discord for non-gaming related things i think i saw and i speak under correction but i think i saw a tweet a couple of months ago about how some of the verge staffers were talking about oh hey um it's actually better to do certain things on discord than you know slack for example which is you know big in business and I was actually just thinking, maybe we should even see if it's possible to record one episode of this podcast by Discord one day, just to see. Mm. But then maybe, uh, hopefully, if this if Microsoft buys it, they don't change it and they just leave it as is, because I feel like that way it would be safer for the users. Because I feel like also once Microsoft buys and rebrands Discord, you shake a lot of people off of it, and a lot of people just go, "It's a different app now." Yeah, and then just like bounce. And find something easier but i feel like if they just buy it and keep discord as is and for the people like but owned by microsoft then it's a safe uh, it's a safe gamble for them yeah um i think there's obviously a lot more that that they're looking at in terms of why they would want to do this but i was actually just speaking to um a friend of mine sam spiller who's at Meburn just the other night about you know xbox versus playstation and if you look at playstation you know it's arguably the better looking one obviously that is subjective to many people mm-hmm. um no listen here some people just prefer something that's not so ostentatious because they don't want to look at the console they want to play the game you know um but i think that microsoft's whole thing with xbox especially the latest gen is we don't want you to notice it because yes it's fantastic gaming but i think their bigger thing is they know that the console more than the tv is becoming the future of everything at home and if you have the computing skills and know-how and you can win over that you're setting yourself up pretty because microsoft basically owns the business world because of windows if they own the gaming world and the casual world then why not and if they eventually get to a space where they start fusing all of that together and building a massive ecosystem, which they could do, you know, from business to gaming, and then have something like Discord as the sort of community side of it and the culture side of it and the way for people to chat and communicate, even if it's not just about gaming, I think that, that makes sense. And I think it's a big missing piece in the whole Microsoft puzzle. I'm not saying that's what they're doing. I'm saying that it would make sense if that is what they're doing yeah yeah i i feel like if they are to create ecosystem then then they're in for it like they've got it looks like they've lined up everything to get the ecosystem on point um they just mustn't make phones please <laughs> like just leave the phones for the people for the phone people and just and just leave a slither of of uh of for the rest of the people i'll say um but yeah they it would be a great ecosystem when you mention it like that it would be really good. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where everyone's going towards. And I think when we see these small moves, not the 10 billion is a small move, but um, yeah, I say this like I'm Jeff Bezos. So 10 billion. <laughs> um, 
But I mean, it, it still seems like a small move in the grand scheme of things, but I think we just see that one move and companies like these behemoths, like your Microsofts, like your Facebooks, they're not making small moves. They've got a far bigger objective and this 10 billion deal or $1 billion deal or whatever companies spend for things, it's all part of a bigger goal that I don't think we see in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a thing like we seeing this, like we're talking about Facebook, uh, the, 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 the Facebook um, neural wristband, right? And you go, we seeing it now, but they've been working on this for the last probably 10 years, just as ideas and putting it all together. So I also feel like when we see these business deals go down, we don't see the next 10 year plan. We just go, oh shit, this thing is about to uh, like happen. But what is the long yeah, so what's the long run for these things? And it's always interesting because we'll we'll never know if the man's out to uh, to control us. <laughs> Why is this starting to sound like an episode of? It's a conspiracy <laughs> episode today. <laughs> it's a takeover <laughs> episode. <laughs> what's what's that show with um? What's his name? He plays Elliot in the show, the Hacker Collective and the Evil Corp. Um, hmm? Mr. Robot. There we go. Oh yes, Hacker Man. <laughs> it's starting to sound like like an episode of Mr. Robot now. That's really what I'm um, Okay, we actually have one thing left on the list today, so let's let's see if we wrap it up nicely. We're making we're making good time. We're making good time. <laughs> because we want to go see what else weird and exciting is happening. Um, so last night, as of the time of recording it, but. Um, basically two nights ago from the time this gets published oppo we've heard of them we kind of mm-hmm. teased in last week's episode that something big was coming and i couldn't say what it was um they finally had their launch and they've launched the oppo reno 5 5g in south africa that's a mouthful uh so it's it's a new phone big surprise and it's like a mid-rangey, upper mid-range kind of phone. So I was actually going to ask that. Where does it fit in regarding the tiers? Does it sit next to your A72 or your A52? Be- oh, I'm so glad you went there. Because um, I, because I, I, I watched a bit of the launch last night, and I'm just like, yo, it looks good. Like it looks decent, but way is decent compared to the rest of the industry. I'm so glad you went there because I, I I so want to do this. Okay, so I I love Oppo's work. They do some really really great devices, like they really do. Um, like the Find X series, um, the Find X3 Pro was unveiled two weeks ago. I think it was yeah episode three where we were recording and then I actually got the email like hey it's just happened. Not coming to South Africa as far as we know, but still it's a thing. It exists. Um, the Find X2 series was phenomenal with that vegan leather back. Um, and a lot of the technology that they're using is actually also being used by OnePlus because OnePlus, Oppo and Vivo are all owned by the same parent company. So Oppo has the super fast charging called Vook technology, V-O-O-C, no one actually knows how to say it. Um, and with the Reno 5, they were like, hey, you can get a full charge on your device in like 35 minutes, basically. And that's a, what, 5,000 milliamp hour battery? And like, this is just, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, which is coming from someone who has phones that have, one's got a 66-watt charger, one's got a 65-watt charger. I think when I had one of them, I, I just voice noted everyone I knew, and I was like, guys, 
like, you don't understand. I'm watching this thing charge, and it's like I'm doing this in like under forty minutes, and literally that's what I'm I'm messaging people about how fast my phone is charging because I could not believe it. This is slightly faster, and I was like, uh, huh? And I spoke to to Claire Mathis, um, who's probably better known as Gadget Girl, and she was actually part of the the launch. Um, she's a local tech journalist and tech influencer, and does a couple of YouTube videos and stuff. So you know, she's she's well known for what she does, and she does great work. And Claire was part of the thing. We were chatting earlier today, and she was saying one of the things she really loves about uh, the Reno Five is how how smart the charge is not just how fast how smart because it does this it uses ai to start picking up you know your patterns in terms of how you use your phone which pretty much every phone does um you know so it can start optimizing for your usage patterns and make sure you know you obviously get through the day on a charge but what now what they do is they've applied that to battery so for example if they know that you usually unplug your phone at say seven o'clock in the morning they'll charge now, I can't remember all of this off the top of my head, but they charge till about 85% or something like that. Um, again, I'll have to double check the numbers. But they charge to a certain percentage. And then if they know that, oh, you know, Yasin always unplugs at seven, then they're not going to do a full charge. They're going to wait until X amount of time before you unplug. And then they're going to do the final bit of charge because that's actually helping with your battery preservation. That's which great. I think is, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's also you go, you think of it and you go, yeah, but why isn't everybody else doing this? It seems so simple. It just makes sense because you track everything else about us. Why not track the battery usage and how we charge and when we charge? And I think, um, yeah, it's it's also the thing of they, they've optimized because you go, guys, just give me faster charges, but also give me a char- give me a phone that charges fast and a charger that is can keep up with it. And I feel like, with this lack of uh, charger thing that they that the new uh, the big companies are doing, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I know they want to be green, but I mean, there's other things you can be green about. I just go give me a better, give me a smarter charger. Like yeah, I, I want smarter chargers in the future. <laughs> I mean, I think that's what everyone wants, and really, uh, whoever cracks this whole thing with battery technology, I think is going to win the future because that's a massive industry that needs a massive. Um, shake-up but getting back to the reno 5 it's it's a great looking device um i've used the a72 i've used the a53s sorry the oppo a the oppo a72 not the samsung galaxy a72 need to distinguish now um and listen i think the oppo a72 my initial concern and i've said this to oppo south africa was i felt like it was just a hair overpriced for what you're getting just a little bit and i was not the only one who gave that feedback to them um but other than that i was like it's a it's a solid device like the camera on that thing on the oppo a72 i thought punched above its weight i know there are gonna be people who disagree with me but i at that stage in that price point you were not getting something offering that and then something mm. launched a52 a72 and they didn't mention this by the way in their launch um and i didn't know this until i get the email like last week friday or something and a32 which they had announced to international media in like february and not to the south african media they also had brought the a32 to the country and i've actually got one of them which i'm gonna be testing out but then i sat with those and i looked at the specs of the a52 sorry the samsung galaxy 
see now I've got to specify the Galaxy A52 and the Galaxy A72 when I actually was on a call with Samsung earlier today going through all of the devices and I kind of just sat there and the reason I'm bringing them up you'll see now why um but I sat there and I was like well Apple just did their thing last night with this Reno 5 blah 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 really great device but then people started messaging me and they're like listen here the Oppo Reno 5 uh, Oppo Reno 5 5G costs 15,000 rand so 14,999 not, mm-hmm. not a bad mm-hmm. price for what you're getting but when you look at the specs on paper and then you look at the specs of Samsung's Galaxy A52 series and I say series because there's a 5G version and LTE version um, and then obviously the A72 you start noticing how very similar the specs are and the A52 and the A72 cost a lot less than 14,000 rand and there is a 5G version of the A52, which we believe is coming to South Africa. Samsung hasn't fully confirmed yet, but it seems like it is going to be coming. It's 5G, 120 hertz refresh rate on the display. Okay, it doesn't have the same battery charging technology, but the A series, so A52 series and A72 that we're getting in South Africa are Snapdragon powered, not Exynos powered for the first time in like forever. We're getting Snapdragon devices. Oppo offers Snapdragon. And I'm just kind of sitting there and I was just like, I haven't used the, the Reno 5. Mine was supposed to have been delivered today already. No one actually knows what's going on. I even WhatsApp the, the PR person. I was like, hey, just to let you know. So I can't even give you my opinion on what I think of the display. But Samsung's displays, we know, are it's the standard that everyone needs to meet because they make the best displays. I don't know if the Reno's display is going to be as good. I don't know in terms of ecosystem. Does, does Oppo match up with what Samsung's doing? Because Samsung is doing this stuff. In fact, uh, Big Mike, who's one of their product guys um, at Samsung, said to me today that A52 series and A72 have DeX support, which you know, Yasin, used to be only a note thing. Then yeah. S-series eventually. It's now on the A-series. So if you've got DeX support, they've got that fantastic partnership with Microsoft. Um you know, they, they've got that amazing integration with, with Google. They've got mm-hmm. a partnership with Spotify. They've got a partnership with Netflix. Like, as much as I want to love, um, you know, Oppo, what do you bring? Because, yes, I know they've got rewards points and things. You buy stuff, you get vouchers. But also, Samsung's doing four years of security updates. Samsung's doing so, three generations of OS updates. So, again, now, where does the Reno 5 with regard to tech camera battery between the a52 and the a72 of samsung like because the this the, the a72 uh, samsung's a72 is actually it's actually pretty amazing for a um a mid-range i, I feel like we, it's a it's almost an embarrassment to call it mid-range because it, it's the, the the tick level that they that, that it's running on is actually like pretty decent so because the, the reno is good but does it does it have the quality of the Samsung's A72? That's what I want to know. Well, I mean, to be fair, I don't even know what the quality of the A72 is from Samsung yet. But that's the thing. Samsung, you kind of really know what you can expect from them. Oppo is a very new brand in South Africa. And like like I said before, they do great stuff. I've seen like the product overseas, the Find X range, that rollable phone, which... I swear I want so badly and all the international reviews I've seen about it everyone is like listen here this is so much better than any foldable phone you will ever use and I was like come on Oppo do this stuff I know they've got the know-how I know they've got a great product set my concern is that I think 
the Reno 5 was the wrong phone to bring. I think they should have gone with the Reno 5 Pro because from what I've seen, the specs of the Reno 5 versus Samsung's new A-series are so similar that I cannot find a justification to be telling people, oh, yeah, go spend an extra 7,000 and 5,000 and 4,000 and whatever and go buy the Oppo as opposed to getting the A-series, which is giving you all the stuff. It's got a newer, I think a newer Snapdragon chipset. It's got what I would assume, again, I do mm. not know for certain, you know, but I assume is a better display you know like how how do i justify it like the only things i can think of is if you're super into gaming oppo's got a great gaming mode on the reno 5 which is nothing that any of the other brands are doing on that level mm-hmm. and obviously that's a battery thing and i just sit there and i was like oppo i love you dearly but i i cannot for the life of me understand how this is going to sell when sampling has just done what they've what? just done is the, the so the A seven the Samsung A seventy two is now at is that the one at ten thousand or is that at like twelve? That um, is at ten thousand nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine if I remember correctly because that's only the LTE version. There is a five G version. We're not getting that one in South Africa. It's okay. So so five five G aside, is it Reno five is five G right? Like is at standard five G, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. But that's why I say when if you want five G in the Samsung Galaxy A series. Your only option then is the A52 5G and nowhere, not South Africa, not the US, not any country in the world has received notification as to when that phone is going to be available and how much it's going to cost. So it's up in the air. So, so, so okay, so, so let's say we add another two grand for 5G, right? Because I, I, I see on the, on the, on the S-series, they've added like the price difference of of uh, the S21, uh, uh, um, I think it's the plus for the plus 5G, is there's like a, a 2000 rand difference. So let's say you go with the Samsung's A72 at, at standard and you add to make it 5G another two grand, and then it's still cheaper than the Reno 5. So you go, it still beats it and the price level if it's on the same phone, if it makes sense. Am I making sense here? <laughs> I, I know what you mean and I was also trying to do you know the, the computational maths in my head because I was like okay if you just do that this is that meme where you see the woman with all the symbols for yeah I'm symbols. doing now <laughs> but here's, here's what I'm trying to figure out because and this is where we go back to Samsung and the confusing stuff they've done with the A-series so A52 the 4G LTE version so no 5G okay cool but it's got a Snapdragon chipset okay fantastic it's got a 90 hertz refresh rate display nice i think the oppo reno 5 is also 90 hertz the reno 5 5g but then you move up to the a52 5g so 5g and a 120 hertz refresh display so now you could affect in the cost of that display plus the cost of the 5g and i was like okay let's even say it's three thousand bucks right to fact in display and, and the 5 it's still potentially cheaper like even if they had to go to twelve thousand, which would be a stupid price for the a52 5g but even if they did it's still cheaper than the Reno 5, 5G. Yeah. And it's also that thing of, it's also the trusted brand. I know it's something that Oppo wants to come in as, um, but Samsung still has that trusted brand uh, swag. Like they've been around, they're more likely to get the sale based on brand alone over uh, spec. Um, so I, yeah, I think Reno's gonna, maybe they do that thing where they go for the first six months, it's going to be cheaper. We yeah, or they're gonna throw you with with um, the side things because I, I I read the article um, 
that uh, that was that uh, from Gearburn that they're giving you earphones and the charger as well, which sounds like it's it sounds like it should be standard, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, that's great, but from what I've seen, I think of the unboxing videos, international ones of the A52 series, you're getting wired earphones, I believe, and you're still getting the charging brick because I know. Actually, wait, let me reach for the A32 box so quickly. Let me see. So A32 box. Okay, no headphones. Also, no, no um, case, which I know the international guy got. Okay, so no headphones, but I'm getting a charger and I'm getting a charging cable. That's still something. Um, also, the A32 does have a headphone jack, which is lovely. It's compatible. Um, but here's the thing: like I've I've used those Oppo wireless buds, the Enco W11s or whatever. They They're not bad. I don't hate them. They're they're fair. They're usable. But I'm, you know, I'm a person who comes from AirPods and you know Galaxy Buds Plus and Live and Pro and all of that stuff. So you know, it's it's not for me. But I think for most people, it's a pretty solid set of buds, and it's it's great optional extras. And I know, like I said, you know, they're doing this whole rewards points program thing where you can get rewards from your partners, which include companies like Netflix. You know, so you can get like vouchers and stuff, and that's that's all great. But is that enough? And how long can they maintain that? That's uh, that's the the hard question. I I do like if Oppo is listening. I do wish you the best of luck in this country because we need competitors. But at the same time, you also need to come in and be able to knock the competitors in every sense of like in 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 quality, in brand and uh, price, which which is a a big thing in the country. I think price is ahead of anything, any other choice that you make. Yeah, no, I I fully agree with you, and you know I've got a I've got a friend. Um, him and his wife are trying to decide on a new phone because she needs a new phone, and he's the more techy guy. She's just like I just need something that works, and he's reached out to me, and we've been sitting for days trying to figure out what the best one is. And I know initially he was going to go for the Oppo A72, great choice, but I've been sitting with him, and I'm just like, listen, yeah, I I hate to say this, but why in your right mind? Are you not buying the Samsung with all of the software, you know, sort of guarantees that? Mm-hmm. Oh, but you know, my wife is only going to use my phone for two years. That's fine. You don't know what life is going to throw at you. You don't know what could happen, and you might end up deciding to hold onto the phone for an extra year. Do you not want that security of knowing you're going to get three years of always updates? You know, and the, it's a big deal because always updates and security updates. And he was just like, "Yeah, it's starting to seem like it might be the better option for for them." And I was like, "Hmm, yeah." Yeah, yeah. It's also it's just like with my parents as well. They were like looking at upgrades and stuff, and I was just like, "Yo, go Samsung. It's safer for you guys. You don't need to think about anything else. It's it's a phone. Take the phone. Like that. That's it's the it's come down to that now. If, if for non-tech people, this it's the safest bet at the moment. Um, they also might because the thing is with Samsung, you do pay a little extra compared to the the other competitors, but at the same time, it's a safe phone that can always be fixed. Um, like that. That's also one of the things I go with. Samsung phones are always fixable. Like, yeah, for the lo- like the ones of the last couple, of, I think four years, you can basically fix it. Like it can't be broken. That that that's the motto, which is such a wild thing to say. But yeah, they stand by it. So I go uh, for the normal person. Samsung is the safe bet that will always look after you. Ah, oh, sounds like a brand boy now, and I hate it. But it's that. <laughs> I mean, I always sound like a brand boy um, for Samsung these days, which is funny because in the last couple of days, actually since the last time we spoke, 
I have swapped phones and I'm actually using an iPhone 12 mini at the moment. And how's it? Are you feeling? How's your hand feeling like to a new shape? <laughs> it wasn't my, my hand. There was a problem with my eyes. I was saying to someone, my eyes cannot, they actually could not for the first day adapt properly to that tiny display. I actually had a headache because my eyes were not used to something that's that small to look at. And I was like, and I looked at my S21 Plus and I looked at my iPad and I was like, that's what she said. Okay. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> or in my case, that's what he said. But okay. Um, <laughs> But it's just like, I'm so used to larger displays and I'm all of a sudden I realized why we love larger displays because I was trying to watch a YouTube video, you know, with my YouTube premium on the iPhone 12 mini and I was like, I hate this experience right now. I hate this so much. I can see it. I don't love it. Um, like my feeling about the iPhone 12 mini is I get why a lot of people like it. I also get why Apple has cut production. I think during the times that we're in, when people are sort of consuming content on basically any device they were close to them, which is usually their phone, the iPhone 12 mini is not the phone for content consumption. It's a phone to just send messages, to make phone calls, do like quick little things. It's not a content consumption device the way we use our devices. And I think that's the problem. Had this phone launched before the pandemic or after the pandemic was, you know, finally, I wouldn't say over, but manageable, and we were basically back to normal. I think they would have done better. I think the timing on this is just That's that's hard. That's shame. That's very sad for them. Well, apparently they the rumors are saying they're still gonna do one for the iPhone 12s. So iPhone 12s mini. I was like, y'all do the thing because what I do like is I can actually hold the whole phone in my hand and I don't have to like two hand this thing to like type mm-hmm. this I can do everything that's fantastic I love it and I keep thinking I've lost the phone because I put it in my pocket and I'm so used to a bigger phone that I can just like you know you feel it's the top of your pocket you know your phone's there and I'm like I can't feel oh okay wait no it's there it's at the bottom it's right at the bottom of the pocket it's the weirdest thing to me but it's a fully powered iPhone you know it's got all the same power it's got the same chipset same you know, cameras that the iPhone 12 has. It's the same AMOLED display. Like, it's got all of the great stuff. It's just smaller. I don't hate it. And using my little Apple setup that I've got at home, you know, my iPad and my MacBook, it's a great experience. But at the same time, I keep looking at my Samsung and like, Lord, I miss you so much. <laughs> I really do. I really do. I you move away from something like that and then you realize just how good it actually is. Yeah, I, th- I think I've also the same. I've I've just become so, so accustomed to the size that it's not a thing for me. Like now, I, I'm busy looking at for, still waiting and looking for a phone. So now I just go, I because I I, I, w- I was holding the A for the Samsung A52 and it felt so small. Like it it was. I was you almost like not a, no 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 wait you could not have held the A52 because I don't even have one. You mean the A51? No A51, sorry. I would no, I, but I was in the in the Samsung shop. Was it the A52? I could. I think oh. it was A52. I was. I was oh, in the Samsung okay, no. shop. If you yeah, were in the shop, that's a different yeah. Story. And I forgot. Still go to it, shops. <laughs> and it just, it just yeah, like as like it just felt like it's too small for me. Like my hand needed a weight to re- to recognize it as an actual phone. So I feel like with the same with the with the um the mini the the, the iPhone. It's yeah. It's not the way we consume. You and I. I don't know about other people consume, um, uh, consume media via such a small screen. Mm-mm. 
the the iPhone 12 mini is not the phone for people who prize content consumption. Um, it has its place, I think. I think it has its purpose. I think there are a lot of people who would like it. I just think the times are against them. Um, okay, before we wrap up, as seems to be the case a lot these days, I just got an email. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know why these companies keep doing this. So we're not going to go super in-depth into this. I'll just go through quickly. Email from Spotify. Spotify has just done a refresh um, on the desktop. Um the desktop and web player platforms because you know people are growing we don't like the ui on, on spotify so they've just refreshed it um it's a sort of cleaner look and i feel like it's the one i've been using for ages they just say it's a new improved look and feel with easy access to content you love um simpler playlist uh, creation and you save bandwidth with offline so if you're a premium subscriber for spotify you can download your favorite music and podcasts from the desktop or web player is what i'm getting from this so that's pretty cool um spotify's got a blog it's called for the record um we'll just put it in newsroom.spotify.com and we'll find it there and you'll be able to actually have a look and see what it looks like in the little video and the stuff so yeah spotify i feel like spotify is a company that's in tune with the people like they as as much as people go oh, the user interface or whatever but i genuinely feel like they work at it like they do proper research into how people feel about things and they they work towards making it better a lot of companies it also feels like they go we're gonna take this risk and you guys are gonna learn about it spotify goes what do you guys like can we see what we can do um so I'll, yeah i always give them props for, for being innovative towards their users if it makes sense you should work in marketing you're very good at this <laughs> But it is right to also see it. Like I'm not trying to like like bullshit or, or make stuff up for them. Like it, it genuinely feels like Spotify's case. Again, okay. um, maybe I wouldn't go as far as saying Spotify case because I hate when companies say that. Because I'm like, no, you don't. You just yeah. But I, I feel like, in my opinion, I feel like they do pay a little bit more attention than say like an Apple Music or a YouTube Music or possibly even Deezer. I can't say anything about um, what's that ten cent one. Um, I don't know. Tencent's got one in South Africa. I, I should know the name of this because I've got a friend who works there. Um, uh, uh, Vooks. Vooks. It's Vooks. Jukes. Jukes. There we go. Jukes. Yes. Jukes. <laughs> I feel like they listen even more than Jukes because my thing with Jukes is Jukes is trying to do too many things. And I, I, do, I get that there are people who like that, but I, I feel like do what you do do it well and then once you sort of master that art then you can look into the other things yeah um so yeah I, spotify is my favorite i i like it because it just knows me so well i've gotten so much new music from spotify i would never have discovered any other way but i do concede that they don't always have everything um you know you can find things on other platforms which is why i also have youtube music and apple music um, and Deezer. Don't actually know why I have Deezer, but I do. Um, and I care. I have jukes. I'm not going to lie. Um, but yeah, I, 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 Spotify is my number one. It's the one I, I prize over all else. But I think we'll leave it on that. Unless Yasin has any more marketing tips and tricks for us since he's so good at this. No, guys. I have no more marketing. I just want you to... If you, guys, if you listen to this, the only thing I need you to do is to... Put a screenshot of wherever you're listening or photo and put it in your stories. That's the payment for this podcast is that you must just put us in, our, in your stories and tag us. Uh, please. 
You know what's <laughs> gonna happen. No one's gonna do that, and it's gonna be like those cricket sounds and. Click, click, click. I don't care. Again, marketing must still happen. Whether it ha- whether people do it or not, the marketing must still be there. So from my side, that's all that I I want to speak, and I'm done speaking for the whole day, Soma. Um, yeah. Good evening. <laughs> okay. Well, then on that note, thank you so much for. Basically, listening to me and Yasin argue about things, which I think we do every week, but it's fine, and I think people enjoy it. Um, you guys know what to do. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you clearly know where to find podcasts. So do the thing, subscribe, tell your friends about it, listen to more stuff, tweet us, um, send in comments, tell us what else you want to talk about, what do you want to know about, um, send questions. You know, let us know the things that you guys are interested in because. Clearly, we like fighting about things, and we can fight, you know, both for you and one of us will probably argue with you. Probably me. Um, <laughs> it seems a nice one. But do the things. Thank you for listening, and we will catch you on the next episode. Safe. That's it for this episode of the Weekly Tech Wrap-Up. Be sure to subscribe and catch us every Friday as we bring you our take on the biggest tech headlines of the week. For more in-depth discussions about the technology that drives our daily lives, check out the Tech Reframe podcast, where I chat to executives and industry insiders who help unpack today's biggest tech trends and discuss how technology is impacting our lives.